<laughs> that is so that is not at all what i thought was gonna happen when i read like your little comment Ninja's new cut. yeah i was i thought we were gonna i thought i was gonna learn a few barber terms i thought that like <laughs> we were gonna go to barber school but instead imagine Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Hand Me Down Podcast. We are your hosts. My name's Natalia. Nah, I'm Alan. And as always, thank you so, so much for joining us for yet another episode. Um, today, we are excited to talk about the topics at hand, which uh, I guess not like heavy topics, but you know, topics that I think that should be discussed and should be have, we should have conversations revolving around these topics. Um, but you know, if you clicked on the video, then you know that the topic is machismo marianismo. Yeah. I, I don't remember when was the last time we had kind of like a discussion, like not like super serious. I feel like whenever we've had serious conversations, they've been in, in context of movies, but this is kind of just like our experiences and what we've seen throughout our lives. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't remember what was the last thing we talked about. I don't know. I feel like, well, I guess that being said, like this episode is a little bit out of our niche, would you say? Like, because we do usually talk about things like in the context of media um, mm. and stuff. But maybe, maybe, maybe perhaps still, <laughs> still within. But um, yeah, this is a, a topic that I've been wanting to talk about for a while. And I think that the context that, that we're going to bring to it um it's going to be an interesting conversation, so definitely stick around for that. But as always, um, we do have a little bit of a conversation before the main topic. So, Alan, would you like to break down the episode? Yes, of course. As always, we're going to start with how are we? We're going to catch up a little bit and then we're going to go ahead and move into Internet Corner, which I feel like might be a little short. Um, but that leaves us more space for the main topic at hand, which we're very excited to have. Um, yeah, I feel like it's still, we're still going to hee hee ha ha throughout mm-hmm. the episode as we always do. We find ways to. We find ways to. And as a reminder, if you have not watched our previous episode, uh, you are aware now that we have a new little segment that goes on throughout mm-hmm. the episode where where our wonderful associate producer Milena <laughs> has um, given us four mystery sound effects to use throughout the episode so we're super excited um last week we had some really funny ones and then so this week same deal is we start the episode we have no idea what's loaded onto this little device that is very similar to sam's remote and icarly um so we're really excited to be able to find an opportunity to push the button and Mm -hmm. (laughs) figure out what the sound effects are can't wait i'm like let's get into it i know i'm just like let's (laughs) say something funny so we can press it (laughs) so in that case how are you natalia (laughs) i'm doing pretty good i feel like i have been okay in all honesty me when i lie not that great <laughs> in all honesty, uh-huh. i've been feeling very homesick lately mm. and i feel like because i didn't really go home for the holidays like christmas i, I went see. to mexico instead which i mean i was still with my family but we weren't like home like yeah. in you know where i grew up in san jose so um right now i'm in los angeles and and i'm the only one here so it's just been like i wake up and i'm like oh, i miss my family and so uh, the other day 
I was scrolling on TikTok and then I saw a TikTok that was just like, oh, like five signs that your dog loves you. And then it was just like all things that my dogs do, <laughs> that my dog does. And like I started crying. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. Um, and then like literally like two minutes after I finished crying, I get a text from my oldest sister. That's <laughs> from like, Trudor, I thought you were going to your dog. Imagine. Miss you too, dog. <laughs> he calls you dog. <laughs> He's just like, hey, what up? <laughs> but no, like I got a text from my oldest sister and she was just like, hey, when are you coming home next? And I was oh. like, oh, that's kind of crazy, actually. Like the way that I like just finished being like, oh, my God, like I'm really homesick. Has she ever given you a present that might have a camera in it? <laughs> Dude. <gasps> oh, should I do it? Should I yeah, do yeah, it? yeah. Hello? What was that? It was a call. <laughs> <laughs> was it? Here, let me let me turn it up. Me, <laughs> I thought it was a baby crying. Hit it again. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually pretty good. It sounded like a baby crying. <laughs> but yeah, dude. Oh, then that was perfect. Then so she yeah. gave me a gift with the camera. <gasps> you spoiled I didn't hear it. I didn't hear, I didn't hear it. Okay, okay. The gold. <laughs> It's such like a visceral gulp. Like it sounds like it hurt. It sounds like it had. You, it sounds like when you have a sore throat and you're like, <laughs> trying. No, Tom and Jerry gulp. It sounds like a strep throat gulp. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so I was just like, dang, the power of like siblings, or I don't know, like it was just so crazy because like she was just like, when are you coming home? Like I miss you, and then so we just had like a little conversation. And then at the end of the conversation, I was just like, that was so weird because like I literally just finished crying because I like missed home. And then she was just like, dang, then my like big sister's senses must have been tingling because um, she was like, I just got the strongest feeling to like text you like Aww. right there when that like in that that's moment. That's crazy. And I was just like, what? Like that's I don't know. I don't know if you've ever had an experience like that. Mm. Like Maybe not your brother, but just like somebody that you're close to. No. No. Well, I feel like. I've had like same brain moments where we're just like same brain, yeah, like yeah, same brain moments. say almost the same thing or like, <laughs> I don't know where you guys say the same thing, but yeah, it's always freaky. Yeah. So, I mean, that was kind of sweet though. Cause I was just like, oh, like, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, so hopefully I will get to go home soon. Not sure when, but yeah, that's how I've been. How about you? How have you been? Good. <laughs> I've been good. I went to the drive-in for the first time in a while. Uh, I saw Mean Girls. Mm. Um, that's why I'm wearing pink, although it's not Wednesday. It's salmon color. <laughs> it's salmon color. It's my salmon color shirt. <laughs> my um, name is Richie. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I thoroughly enjoyed it. Natalia hasn't seen it, so I'm going to do a little spoiler review. I thoroughly enjoyed it. It looked like everybody was having fun on the set and just like making it. The writing looked like it was a lot of fun and like people having like just the cinematography was very fun. I think it hit a perfect balance between like uh, like the Broadway show and a movie. I think it makes both of those elements very well and it like found a good middle ground. Um, but other than that, yeah, great performances. Renee Rapp, of course, I think stood out. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's, that's all I have to say. Oh, um, I got new film. So I started shooting with my little film camera. There we uh, go. Little cheap little film camera. But I, I can't wait to see what the shots are going to look like because my flash wasn't working for like half of the thing. Yeah, we were scared. I was like, <laughs> but then 
it got fixed. It got fixed, everyone. Yeah. Don't you worry. And then another thing that happened to us literally yesterday, we had a Karen moment. We did. It was scary. I yeah. was like, bruh. I was a little like, oh, hold me back. Hold me back. <laughs> it was. We were leaving a house party mm. in this neighborhood. Mm. Um, our friend's parents threw him a birthday party. So we went and it was like 12. Um, and we were outside in the driveway saying goodbye, mm. but we were kind of close to our car. So we were like in her driveway, but we were like still on the sidewalk. We were in the street. Let's be honest. Yeah. We were in the street <laughs> and we were just like saying bye or whatever. And then she comes out and she's all like, Hey guys, can you guys, um, get out of my driveway? Because, um, I have animals in the house and they're barking or she didn't even say in the house. She's like, I have animals and they're barking. And I was like, I honestly don't hear anything. Mm -hmm. So we were just still saying goodbye and all that stuff. And then she came out again and then we're all like, okay, well just like give us a sec. Like we're, we're about to leave, like chill. Um, then she came out a third time. Yeah, I think so. I don't remember at this point. Yeah. I was just like, we did move. We just, I guess didn't move enough for uh -huh. her. Um, but yeah. Know, and then she just like snapped. Like literally, she's just like, get the fuck out of my yard. Blah, blah, blah. Like, <laughs> like, like lunge towards us. She's like, get the fuck out of my yard. I'm not fucking playing. Blah, 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 blah. And we're just like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then she said she was just like, um, she's like, stop being so childish. I'm like, lady, you're the one who's screaming at I was us. Like, None of us were screaming back. We were literally, we were just all in disbelief. We were like. <laughs> <laughs> like because she was scary like she was like just like the way that she like started to get closer and i was just like oh my god and i was also just like not having it as well like i i honestly just felt like my heart started to race 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 and i was like getting more and more angry and i was like I was literally this close to like yelling back at her. Like, I don't know if you saw me back the fuck up yeah, like right away. Cause I was just like, oh my God, I am You're like, this. hold me back. Hold yeah, me back. I was just like, I am this close to getting in this bitch's face. Like, I was like, oh my God. I just like, don't know what to do in that situation. I'm just like, what? I don't know. Yeah. Like, I, I obviously don't want to get violent, but I'm like, what? Yeah, like I don't. First of all, did not hear her dogs barking. At no. All. Um, but <laughs> I mean, I understand. Like, I don't. I don't know. She made it seem like we were on her lawn or like hanging out on her porch, but we were on the street, like in yeah. front of her house, and we were saying goodbye. Like it was just like a tender moment between like our friends that we don't get to see often. And we were like not yelling not anything mm -hmm. if anything we were whispering yeah we were just like bye everyone you're so yeah. cute yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> and then she just came out and just like literally like a light switch just started screaming at us it was, was crazy just, yeah. like just like like i just had that image of her just like coming in like like, like lunging mm -hmm. and i was like whoa yeah i was just like let me back up really quick i was like lady you need to chill a little bit <laughs> chill a little bit and yes she was yeah <laughs> which i think calls for another one <laughs> the boom <laughs> yes oh that's a that's a good sound effect she was <laughs> that one's good that one's good <laughs> Ooh, I oh, like that one. God. I feel like that one will be that will come in handy for this episode. <laughs> that one scared me. <laughs> I know because compared to <laughs> and then boom, boom, I was like shit. Now we know when to adjust it. <laughs> Louder for the gulp. 
<laughs> quieter for the quieter boom. For the boom. <laughs> um, yeah, that was that. That's that's how I've been. It was it was intense. Yeah, I think it was intense. And uh, and then literally seconds after that, we were like, okay, well, bye. And then we just like ended our night. And I was like, damn, that was insane. Actually, I feel like I I feel like I need a playbook of what to do when I encounter that. Yeah, because I feel like my mind goes like five hundred different places, mm-hmm. and I'm just like. I don't know what route to take. So most of the times I just like back off and I'm just like, well, fuck you. Like, yeah. Like I was, Oh, I was like, lady, please. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. And then when I'm driving home, I'm like imagining scenarios in my head. Like I want to whip that. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> no, so real in my head. I was just like, all the comebacks are coming to me now. I know. Huh? I was just like, oh, I, fuck. I can't think of my feet, but I can, I can think in my Honda Fit. <laughs> there I'm safe. You, can th- you can't think on your feet. You can think on your foot. F- Uh-oh. On your fit. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, anyways. All right. Well, I mean, don't be a Karen. That's a life lesson. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's, it was crazy. Yeah. She almost fucked around and found out. <laughs> She was very close. I was like, girl, get out of my face. And was she like living there alone? Because she didn't use her kids as an excuse or anything right, else. It was just excuse. the dogs. I was just like, lady. <laughs> la- like almost like tantrum like. But anyway. No, it was a tantrum. <laughs> but yeah, anyways. Um, do you have anything for Internet Corner? I didn't. This Because okay. I've literally just been the same exact thing. Just okay. looking for DigiCat. Same thing as last time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got to do your research before you buy, right. before you pull the trigger, right. um, or before you hit the the greedy. No, but <laughs> <laughs> before you hit the, the the click on the camera, the, the shutter. The shutter. <laughs> Say click, pick up, pick. I was like, I know what it sounds like, and I know it's I know it's motion. Okay, anyways. <laughs> Um, my internet corner is going to be a little bit short, but it's still internet corner. Mm. Um, all I have to say to you, Natalia, is what if Ninja got a low taper fade? (laughs) (laughs) What if Ninja got a low taper fade? I'm going to be for real with you. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Do you know who Ninja is? I know who Ninja is, but I also don't really know what he looks like. I think he I has get like him. blue hair. He looks like that. He looks like that ice cream cone <laughs> with, the, with the like blue sprinkles. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. <laughs> he you looks don't? delicious. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think I kind of know. Who, this is the Fortnite fool, right? Yeah, he's okay. a Fortnite streamer, like very famous for famous Fortnite streamer. Okay, I'm getting him confused with Mr. Beast. That's not him. No, Mr. Beast creates like crazy content on YouTube. Okay. Yeah, um, but yeah, um, Ninja is a Twitch streamer, and what if he got a low taper fade? You know, a low taper fade's a haircut. <laughs> it's a, okay. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> but it became a, a meme this this past week. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And um, I'm going to show you this TikTok so um, you can okay. plug it in because so, you need to hear this. <laughs> okay, it's a song. <laughs> he killed it. I, I've i been saying this this whole week and my girlfriend has been getting so mad at me. <laughs> She's been so annoyed. <laughs> 
<laughs> you just can't imagine it like you can. <laughs> but I have this other one that kind of gives it context. Okay. Or I will give you context. Okay. Or I don't remember what this one is, but um, this is a musician called Eric Doa. He has made m- music for video games. I think like Valorant, and he has also been on the Euphoria soundtrack. Oh, uh, he's had a couple of his songs. Okay. Um, he started to blow up around 2019, 2020, mm-hmm. and he also like streams and plays video games and all that stuff. Um, so he had this idea like the day of he's all like, I kind of want to do something. And he's like, I have all these skills. So the day of I was like, well, I'm going to sing. I'm going to do a live stream on, on Twitch where I just like sing. Like, I don't have anything like planned out. I'm just going to start saying stuff like improv, improv. Song making. Oh, sure. And okay. he said that around like minute 30 or 40 it started to get like deep, like therapy. Like he was talking about, well, let me see if this, if this, if if he can say it better. Um, But yes. Okay. So this is like him singing. So. Okay. My abuelo died like three years ago from fucking COVID. He don't even know that his, he don't even know that his grandson made it. Cause I used to, I used to tell him that I, I wanted, that man got me my first guitar, he saw me well, bro. So yeah. he started to get really deep okay. and, t- and talk about things like that have affected him and, and things like that. Uh-huh. So he he's like, I'm being too vulnerable on the internet right now. So he's all like, I had to think of something funny. So then he just started singing, what if Ninja got a low taper face? Wait, so Ninja didn't get a low no. taper I, I I don't know if this is real, but he was aware of the meme. And I, I, if I'm not mistaken, I think he got one. <gasps> Should we look it up right one. now? Ninja getting low tipper face. <laughs> the way it came <laughs> up right away. Let's see. Let me see. Oh. <laughs> I think he might be react because he was like on a podcast. This is the voice behind. His name's Eric Doa. He's exploding. Oh, I should have just like shown you this video. Well, I guess maybe he didn't. Oh, it's been done. He did. He did. <gasps> oh, oh, he got a low tipper face. <laughs> this calls for a for, for <laughs> one, one a new one. one. I don't know. Let's do D. D. <laughs> oh, I can't hear it because I'm not plugged in. <laughs> no, that was the plug. Wait, wait. wait yeah, I we're part of the joke. I want to be part of the joke. I know. I was just like <laughs> D. Okay, ready. I'm ready. <laughs> Minji got a little taper fade. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I was expecting. The fart? The fart. <laughs> because I predicted it when we were setting up. You thought it was like, going to be a fart. I thought it was going to be a fart. <laughs> what can I say? I'm a lover of fart humor. <laughs> the first time I saw this, I saw... Um, it, it was like the pictures on TikTok. You know how it's like one picture and the other one? Mm. It was a picture of Ninja and it was like, what if Ninja and then you like swipe and it was Elotes and like it kind of sounds like what if what if Ninja got Elote Buffet? 
<laughs> that's how I was introduced to it at Lotte Buffet. Mm. And then I just went down the rabbit hole and I learned and I was like, damn. And I learned. <laughs> but Eric, uh, Eric DOA, he is a Latino artist. So go check him out. Check out his, his music. <laughs> that is so, that is not at all what I thought was going to happen when I read like your little comment. Ninja's new cut. Yeah. I was, I thought we were going to, I thought I was going to learn a few barber terms. I thought that like <laughs> we were going to go to barber school, but instead imagine if Ninja got a low taper fade. If you get anything out of this episode about machismo and marianismo is what a ninja got a little taper face. <laughs> In this fucking <laughs> farts. What a way to start this episode. <laughs> Who is the fartest? <laughs> the artist behind this fart. <laughs> Who's the fartest? I thought you meant like, you know, he's like, he's farter, but this is the farthest, you know, like <laughs> the elite. Yeah, <laughs> I know, but it's just, we're just like, stalling. Like, we don't <laughs> like this. <laughs> we don't want to be vulnerable on the internet. So, <laughs> so just <sighs> <sighs> I think just like the level of thinking that you need to have in order to think of like ninja getting a little paper fade. <laughs> is beyond like Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> that was my internet corner. Slay. You're <laughs> welcome, to, guys. Way to go, internet corner. <laughs> I have nothing to contribute. <laughs> That's fine. Oh my God. That's all we that, needed. That was great. That was a really good one. <laughs> Thank you. No, because I was like wrapping my head around. And I was like, what the fuck am I going to do for internet corner? I'm all like, pfft. Uh, well, obviously, I got to do that. So he's going to skip this part of the <laughs> podcast. No, she was excited for me to talk about it. Um, I, I think she, I think it grew on her. Um, but <laughs> right, right, yeah. <laughs> but with that, um, we are going to go ahead and do some housekeeping real quick before we get into the, the meat and potatoes of this podcast. Um, so if you are listening on a podcast app, go ahead and give us a review. Uh, and give us five stars. Uh, we would really appreciate it. It lets us know that you love the podcast. Um, if you are listening or watching on YouTube, go ahead and give us a like, comment, and subscribe. Again, that also helps us push us in the algorithm. Um, we love hearing from you guys. Um, we love hearing your comments. We try to reply or at least like as many as a, as many as we can. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's start a conversation about Ninja's new cut. <laughs> um, and... If you don't do any of that, go ahead and follow us on social media at Hand Me Down Pod on TikTok and on Instagram. We post the best clips. So if you miss an episode, don't worry. We got your back. We post the best and funniest clips on our social media. And with that, thank you guys for listening. And let's get to the rest of the episode. Yeah. And join the Discord. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I forget the Discord. It's, it's like that new baby that everybody forgets about. Whoa. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> the gulp. Um, there's there's this like running joke on The Simpsons that Homer always forgets Maggie, the baby. <laughs> the baby. <laughs> he always forgets that he has like a third kid. Um, Damn. But it's funny. Um, yeah, let's uh, let's get into it. Alrighty, cool. Alright, so we haven't found out our our fourth sound effect. Should we find that out before we get into the discussion? No, no. I think Call. we it needs to be a surprise. Okay. Maybe like at a low point in the episode where we're just feeling very vulnerable. 
you know, as a pick me up. As a pick me up. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I agree. I agree. <laughs> okay. So, as we stated earlier in the episode, today's main topic is going to be machismo and marianismo. So, um, I am almost certain that you might know that first term, machismo. But I've actually come to learn that not many people know Marianismo um, or have not really been introduced to it. Um, so as always, I think we're going to start our discussion with kind of like introducing what these these concepts are. Um, but before we get into that, um, we just wanted to do a quick disclaimer. of Like this isn't like an extremely studious conversation with like sources and stuff like that there are some but it's just going to be like a majority through our personal experience and of course like our experience does not um speak for everybody who may identify with some aspects of of the identities that you know we mm -hmm. identify with obviously um so just yeah just wanted to give that disclaimer um that it is going to be some of our personal experiences and hopefully you can relate to some of them and if you want to add to the conversation which we always invite you to do please do so in the comments we do want to hear what you guys have to say about these topics yeah i feel like this is a topic where a lot of people can have opinions um and um yeah i would just love to hear them from, from everybody else everyone has different experiences so yeah. That's, that's where the conversation really happens. Yeah. And so another thing that I wanted to point out about like the context in which we're, we'll be having this conversation is that um, when we're, we're going to talk about Marianismo and kind of like its effects, but the way that I've kind of only been seeing it discussed online is in the context of like heteronormativity. And I think that's like, well, obviously that makes sense because like yeah. it is like, quote unquote the most common thing to or like you know you know yeah statistically <laughs> so, yeah um so i think what we want to do in this conversation is or especially like my contribution to talking about marianismo is going to be talking about it with the context of somebody who identifies as a woman and who also grew up queer um so that's kind of like our little yeah. spin on the because that's just like a such a different conversation to have definitely uh, yeah a lot of similarities but also like a lot of differences so yeah. i'm very excited so yeah. uh we should go ahead and like define these terms yeah so that we all have like a base that we're starting with yes because um, i feel like these words get thrown around a lot and um not that we're saying that this is our own definition but this is the definition we're going to be going by mm -hmm. for this episode mm -hmm. um so do you want to go ahead and define machismo <coughs> yes i will uh, machismo, according to Miriam Webster, is a strong sense of masculine pride and exaggerated masculinity. Machismo encompasses positive and negative aspects of masculinity, including bravery, honor, dominance, aggression, sexism, sexual prowess, and reserved emotions. Yeah. So that was a quote from somewhere online and I totally forgot to write the source. So I'm sorry if somebody comes across this podcast and is like, I wrote that. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> but yeah, so that is the definition of machismo. Um, and then so you have machismo, but then you also have marianismo. And so marianismo is actually not in the Merriam-Webster dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> Boo. Yeah. Um, so it was a definition that I got off of another website, but the definition that they wrote was Marianismo is a Hispanic term that describes an ideal of 
true femininity with characteristics derives from St. Mary of Guadalupe, a central figure in Roman Catholicism in Mexico. Um, and so another website said that Marianismo emphasizes the role of women as family and home-centered. It encourages passivity and self-sacrifice and chastity. Um, and some examples that I could think of so that you're familiar with the concept is like women being uh, seen as like these nurturing roles. So it's like saving yourself for marriage, sacrificing for their children and putting others needs before theirs. So that is Marianismo in a nutshell. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think the examples really help solidify it. And I think a lot of people are going to be like, oh, like I feel like I had always seen it too mm -hmm. but I, I never had a term to to put to that yeah and so. it, it's a term that was coined in the 70s so it's like kind of recent fairly recent i mean recent in comparison to machismo which was coined in like the 30s 40s the 30s. um so yeah so it's like a kind of like a newish type of thing that has been studied um but yeah so before we go into our conversations um, we're going to talk a little bit more about the context of like, which will be, in which we'll be having this conversation. Um, so I think the main one, or I think the most interesting one to me is going to be the fact that Alan would be talking about, you know, experiences with machismo as a first generation, uh, Mexican American. And then I'll be talking about the context of, of this conversation as a second and third generation, which I think does have a lot of influence over the ideals that were taught to me and like who was teaching me these things and stuff like mm -hmm. that. Um, another interesting thing, part of our conversation is like, Alan has, was only, only had a brother <laughs> or has a brother. Has a brother. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. My bad, yo. <laughs> Albert, if you're watching this. <laughs> uh <-huh. clears throat> and so he grew up with only a brother and I grew up with only sisters. So we didn't really have that, um, I guess like I, I didn't see what a male was going to be ra like in raised your in my household. And I didn't know what a, what yeah. a woman would be yeah. raised in my household. Yeah. So that's kind of like to give context of our perspective yeah. and like how we, we are going to view these things. And I think also adds a little bit of uniqueness <clears throat> to our perspective um, in these things. Um, but yeah, so I have final context. Yeah, I have all sisters and majority female cousins. And then the final context is that I'm gay. <laughs> <laughs> That's the final context. And I think that that adds a lot of context because as we said before, it was like I had only seen this conversation take place in the context of people talking about heterosexual couples and like those types of gender roles and just like it was very binary very heteronormative um so that's kind of like you know where my perspective is kind of like wh where do i fit in with that how how do we navigate these things that are being taught to me um yeah. but yeah so i think we're gonna start with talking a bit about machismo and yeah. how that affects mm -hmm. young men yeah, so I'm going to be bringing forth a lot of ways that <clears throat> machismo has affected me, which I know is like machismo for a lot of the part affects women because they're obviously being subjug subjugated as like second class citizens and like seen as less than mm -hmm. um, because of machismo. Uh, but um, another thing is that machismo also affects men. 
um, and the way that, that they think and the way that behave and, and, and all this stuff. Um, so I just want to start off by saying that machismo is a social construct that we create it as society. We create what it's, what it means to be a man and what it means to be like a strong man and like a really man, man. Um, so with all the stuff that I, that I'm going to say about how machismo affects men, I, n- I never wanted to sound like, like, oh, poor, poor us because who put this fucking system into place, men, <laughs> you know? So like, I just want to put that out there. It's like, yes, it's, it's something that affects us, but it's also something that very, e- not very easily, but like we're still holding in place, mm-hmm. um, as, as men. So I just want to say that. Um, and then talking about machismo and gender identity. Um, obviously machismo is like being a tough man, being a manly man. Um, and it, because you're raised or because I was raised in an environment where that's what is expected of you is to be this manly man. And if you stray away from it, you are, you don't feel like you're enough of a man. Um, if you show any signs of being feminine or having quote unquote feminine traits because quote unquote feminine traits are also socially constructed, they're not real. Mm. But if you were to show any of those, you, you were made to feel like less of a man. Um, and then we just like go into like what it means to be a man. And I feel like that's where the root of machismo is, is like, what it means to be a man, mm-hmm. um, which we said up here. Where is it? <laughs> <clears throat> to be brave, to be to have honor, uh, dominant aggression, sexism, sexual prowess, um, and reserved emotions. Um, so I forgot what I was going to say. Well, okay. Well, and I'm going to take this a little bit from our friends at. Uh, Todos Chido podcast, everything's cool podcast. Mm-hmm. They talked about the sassy men apocalypse, um, which I feel like I've been wanting to talk about for 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 a long time, mm-hmm. um, because I don't know if I fuck with it. Fuck with it, the fact that it's coined a term, or fuck with the concept of sassy men apocalypse. Both. Okay. Because, well, first of all, sassy man. Is is like someone who a boyfriend who has like a little bit more of like feminine traits and kind of like knows their worth. So first of all, having that term be sassy because like what does that mean that women are sassy and that's why you get me. Mm-hmm. So now that's placed onto men. So like now a man is like kind of has these women traits, which is like being sassy. Mm-hmm. You get me? Yeah, I guess when a a woman is being quote unquote sassy. She's never really called sassy. She's called a bitch. <laughs> and so like when a man does it, all of a sudden he gets this cute little word. Yeah. Sassy. Th- that, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. I was like, it just doesn't, I don't know. It didn't sit right with me. Uh-huh. And then it's also just putting like some people complaining about it or, or just being like, Oh, like it's an epidemic. Like men, oh, oh. men are expressing themselves this way. Like I've seen also it being like in the use like kind of as an endearing thing. Like, oh, I love my sassy man or whatever, but uh-huh. other ones where it's like, no, like they shouldn't be sassy. Like they should go fighting wars and they should provide and this and that. <laughs> so like, that's where I'm like, I don't know. It, it felt like, um, what's it called? 
it, that is, I think, just another example of not being able to stray away from these machismo traits mm. that that are placed upon men. Yeah, because that, or I guess the 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 con- the way that the term came to be. Would you say that what it was women who put that into who like coined that, or do you think it was men who coined that? I do think it was women, and I might be mistaken. But I, I agree. I don't know, but yeah. I agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> My theory is yeah, um, because yeah, I feel like sometimes when I'm scrolling on Twitter and I see a bunch of like, I mean. <laughs> not to like sound like who, but like I see a bunch of like straight people things on, <laughs> on my feed and I'm like, are you guys okay? <laughs> like, are my, my least favorite thing was, is like when girls post and they make fun of guys who post photo dumps mm-hmm. and I'm like, why, why, why are you judging them for that? <laughs> like, why is that seen as something that like men aren't supposed to do? First of all, who are you to tell them? Or like, I don't know. Like I just didn't fuck with that. Um, yeah. cause I see that a lot and it happens a lot towards the end of a month because a lot of people post like photo dumps at the end of the month. And I'm always just like, I don't fuck with that. Like, I don't fuck with the, I don't fuck with this judgy ass vibe here. Yeah. <laughs> here. Because like, if, if you want machismo to end and to break away from those types of ideas, mm. it's not going to help if you're making guys think that, they have to behave a certain way and not be sassy and not do this and not do that. Like that's my whole thing is like, well, now men are going to be less comfortable expressing their emotions or, um, you know, like, like knowing their worth. Yeah. I, oh my God, I should have brought this for internet corner. This is now coming back to my memory. A TikTok (laughs) that I literally saw a few days ago. It was this guy and he was just like, Hey, like I made a list of things that I finally tried for the first time as a man because I was scared to do them simply because I am a man. And it was, it was like Pinterest was one of them trying Pinterest. I'm on Pinterest. I I love Pinterest, dude. Um, Pinterest was one of them. Um, skincare was another, Mm. um, wearing rings was another, and I do skincare sort of I'm forgetting what that last one was um but he was just like it was just basically he was so excited to talk about it and I was just like oh I'm so excited for him to like feel comfortable doing these things and I'm also sad that he didn't feel comfortable doing these things either yeah no and and it's tough I just want to say on my list is I want to take a bath I want to take a bath Oh, I heard, <laughs> I heard I want to combat. And then I was like, you want to combat what? No, I want to take a bath. You to co- I haven't taken a bath since I was a kid. You know, <laughs> I want the bubbles. I want the candles. You want the rubber ducky? I want a shark. <laughs> a I boat. used to have a shark when I went to combat. <laughs> I want to play Titanic. <laughs> Instead of an iceberg, it's a duck. <laughs> um... <laughs> but sorry getting back on track um i i think that um goes hand in hand with um reserved emotions Mm -hmm. um which is a lot of it also kind of dealing back with that sassy man apocalypse is some people expressing concern that men are kind of like um not that they have self-worth but like that they deserve certain things like that they deserve to be loved too that they deserve because like 
men are expected to do all this romantic stuff mm-hmm. but not get a lot of it in return mm-hmm. so now that men are demanding it that's what is like the sassy men apocalypse it's like dem- not demanding that but like wanting that mm-hmm. and they call them okay little princess like okay like we'll get that to you mm-hmm. and to me that doesn't sit right yeah because how do you expect your man to be uh emotionally available if you're gonna shut him down whenever he tries to express that he does need that love or that he does need this like reassurance so yeah no because that's like something that i that i honestly have to think about as well when it comes to like queer relationships too is because like romance as we have like known to be like socialized with it and stuff like that has been heterosexual (laughs) like i will say that Mm -hmm. over and over again yeah so you know like it's just like not like you can't no matter how much me personally i try to stray away from it that's always something that's on my mind is like chivalry or something and i'm just like how does that fit into me like but sometimes i'm like no i think that's just being a a cute partner (laughs) but then also feeling like can i ask for that in return or like is that allowed and i'm just Mm -hmm. like wait wait a second (laughs) like i'm already gay like (laughs) this already isn't allowed (laughs) (laughs) so that's just yeah that's something that i feel like me have like i have to like learn to navigate as well too Mm -hmm. um but yes continue on yeah. Um, and I, I think another thing with like, that's big with machismo is like I said, res- like having reserved feelings and not like opening up emotionally. And for me, it's affected my relationships with my guy friends. Um, like I feel like for a lot of my middle school and high school, I didn't up, I didn't open up emotionally to guy friends. I always sought out women friends. Mm-hmm. Um, which sucks, you know, it, it just like I've been conditioned to to have it feel weird if I go to a guy friend and mm-hmm. like express my emotions mm-hmm. and them do the same to me. Um, even with like my brother or my dad, like it just feels very weird to have these like intimate moments. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think again, just reverting back to Sassy Men Apocalypse, if you're going to shame people for doing that, for shame men for showing their emotions and we're never going to progress of getting out of that machismo mentality. So I've been trying to be better about being a good friend to my guy friends and, and talking a lot more, but, but it is hard when it's like instilled in you that like men shouldn't cry or men shouldn't be vulnerable like that, especially around other men. Yeah. Because I feel, um, or would you say that one of the reasons also why, you don't seek out male friendships when it comes to like when you're looking for comfort and stuff like that is because it's like, is that, is it like, wait, what am I trying to ask? Yeah, no worries. <laughs> is that idea of straying away from being receptive to like your homies, like emotional needs, like, is it rooted in just like, not wanting to seem girly, which I guess in that case is rooted in like misogyny. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So it's like you guys would technically both have to be on the same page in order to have that yeah. kind of conversation. Right. Mm-hmm. Dang. And that's how do you start that conversation? Like if you. Well, I think and I think the reason it might have only have have started like making that that process now is because I don't have 
a lot of guy friends anymore. Mm-hmm. So the ones that have stuck around, I now, now after years and years feel comfortable and I've gotten to know them better that I know that nothing bad will happen if I were to open up about these things, mm. if that makes sense. But it got me thinking, do you think that internally I found more comfort in expressing my emotions to women because of Marianismo? Oh, <laughs> that's an interesting it just question. popped into my head i'm like like i i mean also like you said the misogyny part of like not want to be like vulnerable with another uh-huh. man but like it also might be that too that's kind of like that women i've been although i didn't grow up around a lot of women but like seeing my tias and, and grandma and mom like women are going to be nurturing and this and that and you know i assume so <laughs> i feel like I made that connection right now. Yeah, because I feel like I don't think twice about these things because that's all I knew growing up because it was just sisters, because it was just a majority female cousins. And like, um, so for me, it was just like, that's just how things were. Like we Mm -hmm. were just like, la, 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 la. And I feel like that I kind of brought when we started living together Mm -hmm. as well. Like I was just like, oh, that's just how things are. La, 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 la. Let's (laughs) just talk about our feelings. Uh And so I like didn't like really think twice about it being or like me being overly nurturing or anything Mm -hmm. like that. Um, But I can see how maybe subconsciously maybe I felt like. And maybe because as a man, you don't get it anywhere else. Mm. Yeah. So you're not accustomed to getting it from another man. That's true. But yeah, it's always kind of just like this, this norm that you have in your head that um, you shouldn't feel these emotions. You should just like keep them bottled up. Yeah. Which is like when in high school, I had this teacher who was talking a little bit about gender roles in, in one of our lessons. And one thing that he brought up was just like how like the idea of like a box and how like men kind of box themselves in versus women have always tried to challenge the box. So Mm. like women, you know, before they weren't allowed to wear pants. Now they can wear pants. They weren't allowed to do sports. Now they can play sports and just like all these things. And then versus like men, like if men try to wear anything outside of, you know, what's seen as like traditionally male, like if they want to wear skirts, outrage if they want to like if they want to do i don't know for some reason like the arts is seen as like less masculine and stuff like that like they get like you know looked Mm -hmm. down upon and stuff like that um and then so that's that's always been in the back of my mind too of just like oh man like they can do those things too guys (laughs) yeah everybody shut up (laughs) (laughs) but yeah But yeah, I mean, I was listening to this beautiful TED Talk. The TED Talk is called Machismo Hurts Men Too by Alejandro Jimenez. (laughs) Actually, guys, it's a very beautiful, (laughs) it's a very beautiful video. We just wanted to see what the last sound effect was. Um, But he was, he was, uh... He came to the U.S. I think when he was maybe eight and he's from Colima, Mexico. I was like, oh, shit. Mm -hmm. But he talks about um, kind of the the struggle of like not being able to be your true self because you have this 
box that mm. you need to fit into of like mm-hmm. what it's like to be a man. Um, but yeah, just like being your true self. And I feel like the tipping point for me of, of like trying to be my, my true self and, and start to break away from these like machismo ideals was in college, was taking a social class and learning about gender and how it's made up (laughs) and it's just like it's like stupid it's just like you do all these things to put up this kind of persona but like if no one is there you drop your guard and you become who you are so why are you putting up who are you doing this for for society they're making these rules up like i can make my own rules up too yeah so that's when i was like well i'm just gonna be me and and i think ever since that like i've just with your help too and and just like becoming this person who I am now and and feeling comfortable and tapping into my emotions and you know doing things that are quote-unquote feminine and all that stuff yeah because I'm being I mean gender roles (laughs) (laughs) am I right (laughs) like no because that's one thing that I like struggled a lot with when I was um like coming to terms with my sexuality was the idea that I saw everything black and white. It was either this or it was that. And then it wasn't until like I started to talk to it, to talk about it with like a cousin of mine who um, also identifies as queer. And he was just like, no babes, like it's a spectrum. He's just like, you can be over here, you can be over there. Maybe today you're here, maybe today you're there. He's just like, but you don't gotta explain anything to anybody because at the end of the day, who, why should they have that power over you? <laughs> like, just like your jaw was on the floor. Yeah. yeah. I was like, uh, what? <laughs> I was like, that makes, <laughs> that makes so much sense. And I was just like, Oh, like, because I was just like, so confused. Like, first of all, learning this whole new world of possibilities when you come from a place where like, that was not talked about at all mm-hmm. was insane and just like him telling me that i was like period i was like oh shit um so yeah like i guess that that's also just like things that i try to to live by too is just like you know at the end of the day who gives a fuck <laughs> like mm-hmm. if they give a fuck why do they give a fuck yeah. why do you care that much <laughs> why <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 I don't, it just does not make sense to me. Yeah. Like, why do you care so much? Yeah. Um, But yeah, then I just wrote machismo is harmful to women. Um, And I think, you know, some some women are also just like, that's been their whole life. So they uphold it too, Mm -hmm. which to no fault of their own. But um, yeah, I mean, I've, I've seen it a lot with my own family my mom and my dad have, have, have that happen. Just like I work. So like you like basically like have to do what I say. Um, and that sucks to see. And just like with, with other Theos and Theos and, um, just having these very defined roles, mm-hmm. I think is what frustrates me. Cause I'm like, well, it doesn't have to be like that. Yeah. Like it sucks. Yeah. Just like everything being written out for you already, yeah. I guess. And just like, yeah, I mean, we're talking a lot about gender roles and and how that could really <laughs> like negatively affect people, and mm-hmm. uh, it just becomes like 
Because I know like marriage is a, is a team effort and it's just like, you know, you do one thing, this partner does one thing and, blah, 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 and this mm-hmm. is like everybody works together and stuff like that. But just like the way that they're only allowed to contribute this part, like it's so split down the middle and it's just mm-hmm. like you're only so, like socially acceptable for you to contribute to this and then it's mm-hmm. socially acceptable for you to contribute to this. And I'm just like, guys, I feel like if you could dip anywhere, like <laughs> it'd be a great good time. I saw this thing on TikTok once that said that there is three types of relationships when defining like gender roles mm-hmm. and two of them are successful and one of them is not. Uh, one of them is traditional gender roles uh, and that's successful just because you have like defined stuff yeah. that you're supposed to do. The second is um, you both are trying to break away from these gender norms, but you guys don't really talk about it. Like Mm -hmm. it's just, you guys are just breaking away and that doesn't work. Mm. And the third is breaking away from these gender norms, but still like giving yourself roles within that. And they don't have to be the traditional ones, Mm -hmm. but you should still have like roles to make, just things easier yeah. i was like oh that's interesting yeah because i mean at the end of the day it's it's a team yeah. like that's how it works and it's <laughs> mm-hmm. but yeah and i mean just like going back to your point of of uh what you learn in like your social class i feel like something that i want to mention and something that i feel like helped my family when it came to understanding queerness and like um just like because they also had to get introduced to this world too because because like you know, I'm very fortunate that they were accepting of the way that I identify. And I know that that's unfortunately not the case for a lot of people. But for me, um, yeah, I was very fortunate for that. And so one of the things that I kind of like talked to them about to kind of like help them understand this world is like there's differences between gender expression, gender identity and sexuality. Mm-hmm. And I feel like not many people know that or they kind of think it all goes hand in hand yeah um so i guess to put it in a nutshell so there's the idea of gender expression which is like kind of how you present yourself um there's gender identity like how you want to be identified and addressed as and then there's um like sexual orientation which is like you know who you're attracted to yeah at the end of the day it's up to you to share how much you want to share um but understand that those are three completely different things and none of them have to be attached to the other i understand that for the most part they tend to be but you know that's not always the case and so that's where people become prejudiced because they like see maybe like a guy acting feminine and they equate that with being gay and then because of their like misogyny that comes with machismo like they kind of like um it's just labels. People need labels to like make quick decisions of yeah. how they see you and stuff like that. Um, so that was something that I kind of like had a conversation with them about to understand because it was just like a concept that was hard for them to understand. And like, I understand why that was because mm-hmm. they didn't have those conversations yeah. growing up. Um, and like in their circles, especially like in, you know, the Latino community or like in my case, the Mexican American community. Um, so, yeah, I mean, hopefully you learn something new. <laughs> yeah, and we'll, we'll go ahead and go into Marianismo really quick. Um, but before that, I just want to say that I saw how toxic machismo was growing up in a household and just 
in Mexican media and TV and, and uh, it, it, I saw it almost everywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I feel like even at school seeing that happen um, and I just did not enjoy the way it made other people feel women or other people who didn't fit into that machismo box. I didn't like how it made them feel. I didn't like how it made me feel. So um, although I never like, although I never made kind of that conscious decision until college, I feel like I had always been like pushing back and just never felt a part of, of that yeah. uh, machismo thing. And I think like machismo and everything goes like, kind of goes hand in hand with like strength yeah. And like looking manly and like looking tough. And I was always a skinny kid, so I just never fit that. So that's why I was always also just like, I don't like this way of thinking. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And it, it's hard to change yeah. the way that you think. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's really, really hard. And so making like conscious decisions and stuff like that, like it takes a lot of effort and stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah it's, it's, a journey, um, mm-hmm. but I have also seen you grow from the past two Thank months. You. That uh, if we had a clapping button, but we don't. Which one should I do? <laughs> <laughs> I've seen you grow. <laughs> I've seen you grow. <laughs> I've smelled you grow. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah. So it's just like you know, it is a, a very tedious task to do i feel like it's always little things little everyday things that you have to kind of put up with um and they kind of add up but you just push through yeah um marianismo time yeah marianismo time (laughs) 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 okay so marianismo i feel like okay there is a theory online and i'm forgetting who did the theory uh, not online, in, in studies, um, <laughs> that Marianismo and Machismo cannot exist without the other. So, which makes sense because um, Marianismo is kind of like that internalized, like, oh, I'm the woman that needs to like cook for the man and do this for the man and this for the man and this for the man. And that is where I come into this, where, you know, we are being taught all, all your life, like, do this for the man, for the man for the man and i'm like the man fuck the man i'm the man (laughs) fuck the man (laughs) (laughs) Uh and it was just like because i feel okay whoever says that you know the topic of queerness is too mature for young children to comprehend suck my ass like (laughs) 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 because i I have literal living proof that I have been thinking about that since the first time they threw me into preschool, that I knew something was up, like mm-hmm. literally three, four years old, knew something was up. Yeah. So, you know, I'm kind of growing up and then these ideals are being told to me, like, do this for the man and stuff for the man. And so I'm just like, while that is being taught to me, I'm also thinking to myself, like, I don't know if... I want a man or I don't know if I see myself with a man. And so that was very confusing to navigate because I was just like, you know, you know, yeah. it's a little, <laughs> a little crazy thing to, to think about as a young child. And so 
um obviously like when you start to notice that you're different you don't want to deal with that shit so you're just like you're like <laughs> like Loki fuck that uh-huh. um and so I just kind of like rolled with the punches you know kind of like did this did that um but I do remember the con- like me being second and third generation was hearing those types of gender roles being inflicted on me were mostly from grandparents. Um, and what I thought is interesting about the way that I was raised is that I, the ideals of Marianismo were not really like explicitly put on me by the women in my family. It was mm. the men. It was the men that were like, well, you need to learn how to cook for your man or like you need to learn how to clean for your man. And then because it was the men talking, I was like, shut up. (laughs) I was like, well, guess what? You need to learn how to cook for yourself. (laughs) You need to do this for yourself. Um, And because it was I feel like because like my mom is first generation, she kind of already like I'm I'm sure she's heard that like all of her life. And so she didn't really want to put that continue on, it, onto yeah. me and, and my she wanted to break the cycle. Yeah. Shout out mom. <laughs> and so literally the only, the people that were telling me that were like my uncles or like the, the, the males in my life. And so I was, me and my sisters would always be like, yeah, right. <laughs> we were like, okay, whatever. Um, but nevertheless, like we still, or me personally, I learned to cook and learn to clean and stuff like that. Um, I think mostly because I like just being helpful and I liked being independent. Like my grandma would always tell me that I would like get the banquito and like get next to her and be like, yo sola, yo sola, like <laughs> wanting to learn how to do things. Um, but I think what like around that environment, being able to do it for myself and not like for men is like where I thrived, obviously. Cause yeah. I was just like, well, I want to learn how to do this because I'm spending time with my grandma Mm -hmm. and I want to learn how to do this because I'm doing this and that. Um, I think that's the difference between first and second and third generation. I feel like with second and third generation, like you said, there was a little disconnect between um, you doing it for yourself and you doing it for a man. Mm -hmm. While I think in a first generation household, it's always for a man. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that's why women are always just the women in, in these first generation families are always rebelling against it and just not wanting to do anything mm-hmm. because the only reason you're going to do it is for a man. And there, you don't see that other side of the the coin mm-hmm. that you can just do it for yourself. Yeah. And I don't think you learn that until later down the line. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like my girlfriend told me like she did, she wasn't having it. And then she got to college. She's like, fuck, I should have cooked. But like, mm-hmm. so the, for myself. Yeah. For me um, so I think that's, difference and it might also just be because you were also like what man <laughs> yeah, I was like, a man <laughs> silly you guys nope i'm gonna do it for myself so that might have also been it <laughs> yeah no for real but, um oh my god and i totally skipped over a quote that i wanted to start this conversation with i'm so sorry no, go ahead. but i found this quote on an article on trucha rgv.com And the author writes, being in a space surrounded by a system that that represses your self-expression, especially during your developmental years, will cause an almost instinctual repression of opinion when confronted with an uncomfortable situation. 
And what I have to say to that is bars. <laughs> <laughs> because this can be taken and this can be um, seen with both like machismo and marianismo mm-hmm. because that's what mm-hmm. you were talking about like yeah. repression yeah. um and so what that looks like is like um suppressing yeah. your emotions and stuff like that for marianismo it's being quiet being silent and like I you see. know the, repressing the, like, everything yeah repressing everything <laughs> <laughs> and then if you're a woman and you're gay <laughs> repressing <laughs> even more uh-huh. and so that's kind of like i feel like we should have started the whole conversation with that yeah quote. that's that's a good one um, it sums up everything yeah because it really does point. does sum up everything about the topics that we're talking about i guess like when we're talking because when having this conversation obviously as we mentioned before we're always going to talk about gender roles um <laughs> And I know the movie Barbie kind of touches upon it, but like dolls being a girl's toy mm-hmm. because like they're trying to implant that in society of like women are going to grow up and they're going to be mothers and they're going to grow up to to be this like maternal figure and stuff like that. And like I sometimes I wanted to play with Legos. <laughs> like I wanted to do. And did you play with Legos? I thought Legos are gender neutral. Legos were expensive. So that's why we did. <laughs> same i only got like these little boxes yeah yeah we got the lincoln logs like the ones that look like like dookies like dookies yeah we had those but legos were expensive we had the brand legos yeah um but yeah dude i had like a tech deck phase i was that bitch i was a skater bitch wow um, yeah um but yeah so speaking of the, what i wanted to go into like with the the concept of like having the dolls or the baby dolls being a girl's toy is that that was also something that was in like put into put on me from a very young age is the fact that like my goal in life seemed to be that I was going to be a mother or that I was going to have children and like she was going to be with child I was going (laughs) and like I remember some either like my sisters or my cousins, they would be like, nah, like, I don't really want to fucking do that. And then like everybody would tell them like, you'll change your mind. You'll change your mind. Like kind of just like they were like little kids. Like, why are they thinking about that mm-hmm. <laughs> now and stuff like that? And so where it kind of gets interesting in like the context of queerness is like that was one of the biggest things that I struggled with was this idea of like being a woman having this like divine gift of like bearing a child and like at the time i understood how it worked like you needed a man (laughs) to like do that he gives you a seed (laughs) you take it yeah (laughs) you swallow it and then (laughs) (laughs) nine months later (laughs) and so that was one of the things that i struggled with a lot was just like because I remember hearing comments growing up, um, anytime a woman was queer and she was especially, especially if she was pretty or if she was feminine and she was queer, she was a waste because she wouldn't yeah. be using that like God, God given like gift and stuff like that. So that's something that like I was like, oh, <laughs> I was like, God damn, like, all right, well, shit. Well, that's like the main reason why like the church doesn't like gay people, right? Because they're just like, quote unquote, wasting. Yeah, well, that's, yeah, that's kind of like how I saw things growing up. Um, 
the Pope. <laughs> That's for you. And so like that was just like something that I had to like kind of learn to navigate is just like as a child feeling like a wasted vessel. And I was like, what the hell is going on? Like I'm literally a kid. Um, and that was just like, I, I want to say that that was like the toughest thing to overcome because like I did grow up in a family that was pretty religious. I didn't go to Catholic school or anything like that. Um, and that's also, I feel like me being a second generation thing. My mom went to Catholic school and she was like, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't go to Catholic school. Um, but, but, but it's interesting. You mentioned that I had a friend who I had gone to like, like a childhood friend that I had gone to like a couple of like parties uh, like home parties mm-hmm. uh and i would meet her cousins and stuff and then she would tell me like yeah like my cousins can't wait to like have a baby like that's that's what they want to do like mm-hmm. they want to be mothers so bad and they were first generation mm-hmm. so like having that pressure put on them but i mean again that, that's also just what they want to do um but i was like it's crazy to see that that i feel like i see it a lot in like first generation communities where like you have a kid like yeah super quick yeah and i mean this is like kind of a conversation that we had in the real women's have curves episode which you should go check out um but just like equating or like your femininity with your ability to bear children it's mm-hmm. just like that's you know <laughs> yeah. very harmful especially for people who may not be queer but may not just be can't. able to have yeah. children like all this like oh the society stuff Nah, nah, I don't really fuck with that shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, and I guess like that's just kind of the struggle of like having that those Marianismo ideals placed upon me as a queer person was just like feeling like the way that you felt less of a man, I felt less of a woman. Mm. Ah, yeah. We did it. <laughs> 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 We're good now, guys. Sort of. Still working on it. <laughs> like, no, like, that's literally how it felt. Like, I was just like, I'm less of a woman. I'm less of a woman. Well, that's such an interesting, because I feel like we planned this episode with whatever we wanted to say. Yeah. And it's, it's cool how it kind of like. Yeah. Like the way that, the way that both machismo has affected you and marianismo has affected yeah. me is like we feel less of what we yeah, are of what we should be or, yeah, yeah like so that that shit was crazy i was just wow. like damn like and i feel like like oh having feeling like i had to overcompensate mm-hmm. my femininity with a lot yeah. of things especially mm, younger i feel like i was just kind of neutral yeah um but i feel like maybe actually now because i feel like i'm still quote unquote new or still learning and i feel like that's another another banger line that my cousin told me (laughs) when i was like talking to him about this as he told me he was like um a big part of being queer is growing up and learning what parts of yourself are you and unlearning the parts that you force yourself to become and i was just like (laughs) banger alert banger alert (laughs) (laughs) wow and like i think about that a lot because that's literally what my young adulthood is is literally learning who i am who i'm comfortable how i'm comfortable expressing myself like whether that's my gender identity um, gender expression sexual orientation and unlearning everything that i did to conform to Mm -hmm. like which was years of my life yeah like 18 years of my life 
um yeah. so shout out to my cousin bro fucking wise beyond his years yeah that's that's <laughs> it's crazy it's like exactly the things that you needed to hear and mm-hmm. like to hear that they still stuck with you mm-hmm. um anything else before before we close off i have one more i have just one closing thought but i think i think we touched on a lot of things mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. hopefully this is a conversation that we continue to have. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, one of the last things I want, uh, I didn't even get to talk about like mandilon and that term Oh shit. of just like whenever you do help out your wife mm-hmm. or your girlfriend or anything, the other guys are quick to call you mandilon because oh. you're helping your girlfriend out, which is another thing of like, okay, well, or sometimes even girls do it. Like call, call a person mandilon and it's like, well, you're, reinforcing these roles that only women should do these and and men shouldn't. But anyways, um, the last parting thing that I want to say before we, before we leave is um, there's nothing wrong if you are a woman and you want to do these things. Mm -hmm. Like if you want to have these roles, that's fine. I guess what we're saying is that it shouldn't be forced upon you or you shouldn't be forced you shouldn't feel forced to to do these things. Yeah. The need to do these things. Yeah. Like if you want to be a stay-at-home mom, if you want to have all these things, go for it. Yeah. But we want you to have the choice between this or a career or whatever you want to do. Yeah. We don't want you we don't want you to be put in a box. Yeah. Of just like if you want to do it, do it because you want to yeah. and not because you're being told that's what you have to do. Mm-hmm. Um be conscious and aware about these topics and how they could affect people um but you know if that's what you want to do that's what you want to do yeah Yeah. so yeah we're not like talking down yeah and if you want to and if you're a man and you want to be a provider and you want to i mean i feel like with machismo there are some definitely toxic things that just no one should do no one should be okay with but like i think there are good things when it comes to machismo yeah it's like if you want to be a provider if you want to be this like strong force a protector go ahead mm -hmm. but also you shouldn't feel forced to to fit into this box yeah and you shouldn't have your partner also fit into the other boxes Mm -hmm. yeah talk it out (laughs) talk it out But with that, Natalia, we'd like to end our episodes with what? A Latino artist recommendation. So mm-hmm. thank you guys for making it this far. Uh, if you have anything you'd like to add to the conversation, please let us know by dropping us a comment. And of course, we didn't cover anything. We ran out of time. We yeah. ran over time, but we still ran out of time. I feel like there's still so many things on our list yeah. that we did not yeah. get to. Um, so if you want a part two, let us know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but okay, so for the Latino artist... <clears throat> My Latino artist recommendation of the week is a Chilean drummer, singer, and composer called Rubio. So Rubios. Rubio. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> None of that here. <laughs> For Lo, I worked at Rubios. Anyways. <laughs> um so this um musician she is an electronic dark pop she has an electronic dark dark pop sound with a mix of like chill wave so it's kind of like if you know a little bit about music theory it's like minor chords almost as opposed to like major chords that sound more bright and stuff like that this one's a little bit more like on the opposite not necessarily sad but like kind of more mellow um which i kind of enjoyed does it sound like this 
can't say that it does now. <laughs> but so what I find interesting about Rubio is that um, she has a background in being a punk band drummer. Mm. So I always think that drummers make the most interesting musicians when they like shy away from drumming just because like their sense of rhythm is incredible and, and this that's the case for this artist as well um the reason that i or the way that i came across her music was that one scene in generation <laughs> where they're having a sleepover mm. and like she's like getting ready for for bed and mm-hmm. stuff like that and there's a song playing in the background I that's see. rubio's song Damn. yeah i know what scene you're talking about hell yeah is that scene the greatest scene ever which by the way you guys need to start binge watching Generation. It's on Tubi. For free. Because we have a very special guest from that show who will be joining us in February. Yes. So we're super excited for that. Watch it before February 11th is when the episode is going to drop. So, yes. So, and watch Generation, but also check out Rubio. They make awesome music. Um, and that's my Latino artist recommendation of the week. Cool. Woo! And with that, I'm going to go ahead and do some housekeeping again real quick. If you're listening on a podcast platform, go ahead and give us a review and give us a rating. We would appreciate it a lot. If you are watching on YouTube, go ahead and like, comment and subscribe. Again, we would really appreciate it. And if you don't do any of that, go ahead and follow us on social media at Hand Me Down Pod. And with that, everybody, thank you so much for making it to the end of this episode. Um, and yeah, let us know your thoughts. We really want to know. And with that, have a great week, guys. Join the Discord. Wait, wait, wait. You got to tell us the f- our favorite sound effect. Oh, yeah. Okay. Ready? One. Okay. Two. <laughs> Three. And four. <laughs> My stomach in that. Like, hand in hand. But let us know. Bye. Bye. <laughs> The Hand Me Down podcast is produced and hosted by Natalia Delgado and Alan Gallardo. This episode was edited by Alan Gallardo and the social media clips are edited by Natalia Delgado. And I'm the associate producer, Milena Ortega. We'll see you next week.